derp, intro clip, I ain't got one today. Derp, 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 intro clip, I ain't got one today. Oh, it's a sad day when I don't have a clip to back up what I say. Yeah, it's a sad day when I don't have a clip to back up what I say. Derp, 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 intro clip, I ain't got one today. Derp, 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 intro clip, I ain't got one today. This is going to be a quick episode without an intro clip or anything, so you can either forgive me for not having the time to get into the research and find supporting content, or you can uh, jump for joy that it will be a little bit shorter and you'll get the information faster. So I've spent quite a bit of time ranting against the norm on this podcast. You know, I've spent the time uh, talking about asking what if, raising the average, questioning authority, or using context to iterate and innovate. But what happens when it's wrong? What happens when sticking with the default is the best way to move forward? When would that happen? This is episode 12 of Unraveled Ideas, the podcast, and we're going to take a look at that. Per the usual, I'm Pat, you hit play, so let's get started. What proves to us is that people don't buy what you do, people buy why you do it. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Because I'm always about depth versus width. Depth versus width. To communicate an idea in a way that resonates, change will happen, and you can change the world. Welcome to Unraveled Ideas, the I just finished reading an interesting article in Smashing Magazine about using system fonts in your design. So let's dive a little deeper into a brief history of uh, web and design. Uh, we're going to go back about a decade in web design. You know, when Flash was king and it hadn't just been killed off officially, hopefully even finally, by Adobe, and CSS was still moderately infantile. Mobile didn't really exist either, and, and neither did mobile web or apps. When you designed a site, you were basically designing a static page that portrayed your design, brand, look, and feel. You did this in the world of typography with text images or by embedding fonts into your Flash site. Things were consistent. Then things got wonky really fast. Mobile hit. Apps hit a short time after that. And because of this, browsers exploded. CSS took off and typography got really bad really fast. Not that typography took a downturn, but the need to make your sites responsive or fluid at that point took off and left designers searching for ways to make their fonts look good across the myriad of platforms on which their site would be displayed. Then we started to see JavaScript libraries that could replace your written font with images of each letter rendered on the fly, and it, it still didn't work well. Then we had CSS typography and web font support that allowed us not just to pick fonts and hope they were on the user's computer, but pick a font and deliver it to the user. Typekit, now owned by Adobe and one of the most popular solutions, launched in 2009. It had an online library of fonts that you could choose from, and they would serve those licensed fonts to the end user. Google Fonts launched in 2010, and it did the same thing. Today, they've kind of become the standard for delivery of web fonts. So what happened is I'm reading this article on using system fonts just a couple days ago. And a system font is one that comes up on your computer and are part of uh, the defaults installed. Browsers are starting to support the use of declaring these as the font face that your site or content renders in. So instead of saying, I want this in uh, Times New Roman, or I want this in Helvetica, or whatever you're saying, or, or one that you pick from Google or from Typekit, instead of saying that, you just say system font. In the article, one of the reasons given to use these fonts uh, and to declare this the use of a system font is to decrease, to decrease your load time. As we've seen with mobile web, and as I've mentioned before with services like Facebook Instant Articles or Apple's News, um, the speed at which your information is delivered to you is highly important as advertising bogs down sites that decrease interaction and um, people are increasingly on mobile connections, some of them fast and some of them not so much, uh, that delivery time is increasingly important. So in general, anything that slows down your site is a pain. 
one of the things that slows down your site is fonts. It doesn't do it a ton, but depending on how many you install or the complexity and weights of the fonts that you try to deliver, it's definitely a factor. So this article that I'm reading on Smashing, and I'll link to it in the show notes, suggests at looking at telling your site to render with the font that's already loaded on the user's uh, device to reduce that load time. The article also then looks at how Google spent time uh, with Android and in general, developing the Roboto font, and Apple released a revamped San Francisco font for the Apple Watch, and now iOS and macOS. And back in 2012, Microsoft really started pushing their modern or metro design with the launch of Windows Phone 7 and Windows 8 using the Sego font. Um, each of these brands, and even now Firefox, KDE, Linux, and, and more, are starting to set default fonts because it looks good within their ecosystem. This is the norm, and this is the standard. So that's where I started thinking about going back to the norm or using the norm or the standard or the default. So am I saying that a brand um, should forego their identity to save a few milliseconds or a second of load time? No, I think this discussion is bigger than just what fonts do you use for a website. I think it can factor into the decision making in any sort of design or any sort of um, decision about how to launch something or how to push something to market because there's another reason one that still holds true to the core of asking what if and why and i mention it because just like i don't think you should do the same thing over and over just because you've done it in the past i think that doing something new or bucking trends is just as dangerous if it's being done just for the sake of doing something new or bucking trends here's the main reason you might choose to use a system font and, and again like i said this font is just an example that i state because it's web design is something it's a realm that i'm intimately familiar with the reason is brand equity so at this point you're saying how wait you're asking me to get rid of my custom design and risk things flowing differently than i planned because one of a dozen fonts might render my content because i don't know which font will do it how does that increase my brand equity this is the point where then i remind you that a brand's not a logo a brand's not what you say it is your brand is not the value slogans that you put on all your advertising your brand is what people think of you and how they perceive you in the marketplace so by going with a system font or sticking with any status quo and and when done for a reason similar to this you can create comfort your content won't just load faster but in a manner that's consistent with the user interface your customer has chosen they chose ios or android for a reason and when we make a simple choice to use the font that they're used to it increases familiarity and comfort it can show that you play well within that ecosystem and you lightly borrow some of the brand equity from a Google, Microsoft, or Apple. You may still be thinking that I'm crazy for saying that decisions as small as the font or online content could help build trust. Or maybe you agree that fonts are important and for that very reason you'll never jump ship. But think about this. How many times have you handed your iPhone to an average Android user or your Windows phone to an iPhone user or any of those situations where you hand one ecosystem or you ask a user to use an ecosystem that they're not used to? How many times have maybe you been driving, you hand your phone to someone and say, hey, put this song on or can you send this text message because you're a conscientious driver and don't want to get in an accident? How many times have you heard someone used to working on Windows or Mac lament at having to find a file or application on the opposite operating system? Every phone is just a system with buttons and keyboards. Every computer just has a desktop and icons that need double clicking. But when we become comfortable using our chosen system, anything less or different can be intimidating. If you've listened to the past episodes, you know that I recently switched from a Mac to a PC. At first, trying to figure this out that I needed to hit control instead of command keys was something I screwed up a lot. Remembering keystrokes to flip between open apps wasn't natural. It's a comfort thing. So no matter if you're looking at 
how your content should display their font choices or if you're trying to figure out if you want to create a radically different user interface for your product or if you want to just launch a product that's completely different than your competition or you're considering building a different style of display for your trade show, whatever it is, keep user habits and comfort level in mind. Sometimes the smallest decisions make a big difference, even when it means sticking with the status quo. And with that, I wish you a wonderful day. If you want to get in contact with me, uh, you can do so on Twitter at Unraveled Ideas or shoot me an email at pat at unraveledideas.com. Again, have a great day. Talk to you next time.